Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Stars fans, it's Jeff K, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, and alongside my brother Chris, my name is Ryan, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN, go and use that promo code THPN the next time you use DraftKings Sportsbook, and also Raycon, they are both our sponsors for this episode, this pod, and all of you. I almost said ESPN, (laughs) of THPN. We thank them for being our sponsors. Anyways, the Dallas Stars win by a final score of 6-3 to in tonight's game with some scary moments in the third period. But looking back at the game, it doesn't really matter how the game ends up. It just matters what the final product is. And the Stars end up evening the series tonight, Chris. What did you think of tonight's game? outstanding response i mean after that last game that was the worst game that we played all playoffs so to come out and have a great response after that by by really everyone i mean there, there wasn't really one line or one guy I could point out that was bad so really awesome to see and what i thought was excellent about tonight's game is there were lots of individual players that kind of stepped up in tonight's game i mean just just to name off a couple uh thomas harley was again excellent tonight i thought he wasn't the biggest one but he was one that i think i noticed the most because i was looking at what the defensive core was going to do tonight because obviously it was a surprise yanni hawkenpah is out with a a lower body injury excuse me so i thought they played pretty well tonight considering that seattle has really hampered down on the defensive core tonight joel hanley jumped in there tonight and he wasn't noticeable. I didn't notice him turning pucks over or anything, so that means that he probably did his job, in, in my opinion. But what did you think of the decor overall tonight, Chris? Because I think the that's defense, the thing we need to talk about. Fantastic. They held him to 19 shots on goal, and let's see how many were in the third. They had Nine of them were in the third period when we were just playing lockdown, pretty much. So 
10 shots on goal through the first two periods. That's that's why we were in the lead. We had the puck the whole time. We broke the forecheck so easily. Seattle had nothing going, no real good chances. And, yeah, I mean, they just made it super easy on Otter in those first two periods. Some things I've seen on Twitter, and I think this is worthy to talk about, the pairing of Hockenpah and Lindell has been very good for a majority of the season, for a majority of the playoffs. But this kind of made sense to me when I saw this. Maybe they're just too slow. Just the, the two of them together are just too slow, and the Seattle team with their forecheck is just absolutely relentless. They're quick. Is that fair? What do you think? Maybe. I mean, I noticed tonight uh, Essa turning around a lot quicker than he normally would. So normally he'd, he'd skate backwards a little bit longer before turning, but he, he turned and skated as fast as he could. So maybe that's something that they're looking at on tape and realizing like, Hey, we're actually getting just burned on these. So not sure. Um, I'm not smart enough to tell you that for sure or not. I I really think that's just the, the issues that they're just a little bit slow. And I think it was a good thing to kind of break them. I'd say break them up. They didn't really break them up. Hawk and Pog is hurt. So what did you, the, the one that I was really looking at was Miller after the first period, because I was very curious to see, okay, who's going to be the one that's going to jump up into the quote-unquote top four? Uh, Miro played like 50 minutes tonight. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that Miller did okay in being asked to play very limited amount of top four minutes. There there were some times that I thought he had some turnovers or, that were not very good. There were some plays that I thought he made some great stretch passes. Um, What did you think of his game overall? Just kind of 50-50 like me? Yeah, I, I thought he was good. I, I really like the offensive scariness that he brings, you know? But it, it's kind of a, a, a two-edged sword because that offensive ability also leads to him making some boneheaded plays sometimes too. But overall, I thought he did really well. And then uh, we obviously got to talk about the full face shield mirror Haskinen tonight. I, I think he's the reason why we win the game. I really do. Because the amount of time that he played tonight, I didn't even look, but I'm guessing it's over 30 minutes, Chris. 31 minutes tonight. See, I, I, I didn't even know. It. I just I just guessed based off of the amount of times he was out there tonight. We don't have him. We can't win. And I think it was obvious seeing how the Stars played without him in the in game three and then how they played with him in game four, even when they were playing prevent defense in the third period. Yeah. Uh, and you wonder who fills in that spot on the on the penalty kill for Hawk and Paw, and it's it's Haskinen. He just plays more. Right, <laughs> he had exactly. two minutes shorthanded time when I see he was fantastic on it. We killed off both their power plays relatively easily. So, yeah, the, the dude is insane. Let's get into the third period a little bit because I want to talk about it. I still had that nervousness wrench in my stomach during the third period, which I got to give Seattle credit for because unlike the Stars in Game 3 where there was like literally zero pushback by them in Game 3, there was a lot of pushback by the Seattle Kraken here in game four in the third period. And I don't know if you think it was a little bit of both, if it was Dallas taking their foot completely off the gas just because they're because they themselves are gassed, or if Seattle Kraken really just played better. What I think happened is the Stars were just ridiculously tired because 
for a good chunk of the second period, they were playing down two forwards because Ben wasn't getting repairs done. Uh, Marchman is out of the game. So that's really what I think happened is that the Stars kind of backed off to kind of conserve their energy and play defense. And then that allowed the Kraken to kind of play their game in the third period. What did you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We ended up kind of rolling three lines um, once Ben went in for, for repairs, like you said. Um, but also, I feel like the Kraken kind of played that way the whole game. I mean, I don't really feel like they got away from that. We just outplayed them in the first two periods. And I think that's kind of what this series comes down to. I feel like it's in the Stars' hands, but they have to take it. And Seattle's making them take it. And whenever they step back and don't put their foot down, like you were saying, that's when Seattle's going to capitalize. So the Stars, like we've talked about, have all the talent to win this series. They should win this series. They have to keep going. They, they can't slow down for one second. The Kraken are going to make them earn every bit of it. And if they don't go take it, the Kraken are going to just slide right on by, same way that they did with Colorado. Exactly. That's a very good point, Chris, because, I, I mean, if there's anything that I've learned about this series is the amount of respect that I have for the Seattle Kraken team. I, I mean, the... I did not see them at all winning game seven against the Colorado Avalanche. I didn't even see them winning four games against them. I, I think I picked the Avs in five or six. I think I was even disrespectful to them. I think I said Avs in five. And what we've seen from the Seattle Kraken is just relentless four check. And there's and there's not like one player like the Stars have. It's been hints for the most part and then occasionally sprinkled in there with uh, Pavelski. But they don't really have like a huge like superstar, I guess you you could say, right? They they've just it's just it's just line after line after shift after shift, and it's just a full team game. So I, I feel like you got to give them some respect there. Yeah, they are who we thought they were. To mm -hmm. use a, a sports quote, uh, <laughs> they're gonna come at you the whole time. I don't know that they necessarily beat Colorado. I think Colorado lost that series more than Seattle beat them. I, I think they're going to take advantage when you make mistakes. So the stars need to play their game, play good hockey, and they should win this series. Okay. Let's jump to, do you want to jump to goaltending first? Do you want to, well, let's not jump to goaltending first because forwards, there's a lot of good storylines to talk about. Um, how did you feel about Otter's game tonight? I, I'm kind of eh, but I think he played a heck of a lot better than he uh did in game three. I'm thoroughly confused. Uh, obviously, he played better than he did last game because last game he sucked. <laughs> but this game, he makes some big saves, but he just, he's not, he doesn't look like Otter. Like, he he's letting up some pretty soft rebounds. Stuff's hitting him in the chest and falling right in front of him. He's not grabbing it. He's not making those glove saves and flipping them to the faceoff circle. Like, that. the rebound control and the confidence especially, I feel like is just not there with him right now. And it hasn't been this entire series. So to be 2-2 right now with arguably one of our best players not playing to his full potential, I mean, good on the stars, but we, we need a, we need Otter to find his game back because I, I still don't think it, it's there. I'm not convinced. I, I disagree with you slightly I, with the whole confidence thing. I, I think he has the confidence thing here tonight, but what I do agree with you on is the rebound control. Um, and he did have some big key saves tonight, but he wasn't world beater, Jake Ottinger, right? He wasn't. He wasn't game four Minnesota Wild 
Jay Cottinger. And, and that's why I say it was confusing because he made some big saves at key times. And that's what that's obviously that's what we really need from him. And that's what we got tonight and we won the game. But it just I don't know. He didn't he didn't look like Jay Cottinger. You could have told me it was Wedgwood out there and I would have believed you. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, I I don't hey, don't don't diss Wedgwood that bad. I'm not Come dissing Wedgwood that bad. I think you're dissing Ottinger that much. I, <laughs> I think I think he was above average, above average, which is all we really needed tonight, which is fine because maybe that means that in the next, hopefully just two games, that he comes out and maybe he's a world beater for one of those games. Yeah, maybe hopefully we don't have to average. ask him to do that. Maybe he was above NHL average, but he was not at Otter average, I don't think. Or maybe um, right at it. I need to look up some of his stats. but His stats aren't good because we held them to very few shots. His save percentage, 842. And, um, and yeah, that's the other thing you, you kind of have had, to look at. Yeah. He had four or five huge saves, especially in the third period. He had three or four. So, yeah. So this is a game that you really kind of have to look at advanced analytics on. And I'd be curious to see the numbers here because he has an 842 safe percentage. So if you just look at that and say, oh, he didn't have a good game. Well, yeah, but it may be not up to his average, but he only faced 19 shots tonight. So I, I think that has a lot to do with the way that the Stars played in front of him tonight. They blocked a lot of shots. They played way better defensively in front of him. And especially in the first and second period, they were winning a lot more of the puck battles that we've been talking. I think that is like the defining thing in this series is if you win the puck battles, even if you turn a puck over in your own zone, if you win the, the ensuing puck battle right after that turnover, then you're going to win the series. And I, I think that's going to be the defining moment. Uh, what did you think out of what I just blabbed off? I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah, the, the expected stats don't love him either tonight. Um, that's interesting. But well, there wasn't very many expected goals from Seattle. So that's really what does him in the advanced analytics category. But e either way... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Otter still has to be better. I think he's going to be better. I, I'm still not worried about it. Um, I, I'm just not convinced yet. We, we, we need to see it. We're going to see it at some point. I think he's going to win, win us one of these huge games coming up. And he's got an opportunity to. we got two big games. It's now best two out of three. It's straight AHL yeah. style right now. And if we're going to talk about the series as a whole, I mean, this is exactly what we did against Minnesota. You need to take this game. Bottle it up and roll it into the AAC the exact same way you did with the Minnesota game. I mean, they took the good stuff from their game four and expanded on it in game five and rolled over them and used the energy of the crowd of the AAC to do it too. So you need to find a way to replicate that. Really weird how this series has mirrored last series like almost exactly. Except for all the extra after whistle curricular stuff there hasn't been that much there was some good stuff series. tonight I like some, but see the thing about this series is that it at least happens at the right times right <laughs> like with the minnesota wild they were just trying stupid stuff at stupid times and i'll go back to a tweet i said earlier in the week minnesota was stupid physical seattle is smart physical like they know how to play physically smart and they that's part of their game they know when to push buttons and not like in the antagonizing way like uh minnesota was doing so anyway i, I want to jump into this because 
what you were just talking about reminded me of something that Zach uh, said in our little group chat with the family. Um, this was out like almost immediately after the game is over. Um, and ho I hope he doesn't, you know, take offense that I'm saying his stuff, but Zach had a lot of good points tonight. Uh, I, I wish he was here on the pod tonight, but he's anyways, he said, don't feel as confident as after our game four win against Minnesota for some reason. Uh, and then you mentioned, cause that third period sucked. And then I said that Ottinger was better in the Minnesota series. So what do you think? A little bit of both? Is there something else? What do you think? Yeah, I think both of those, both of our responses are 100% true. Good job, us. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pat Otter, on the back. We're, we're, we're right. Good job, selves. Yeah, Otter not being fantastic, obviously scary. Game game five, he got a shutout after, didn't he? I, it was, was it yeah, game five, the shutout? Maybe it so, was game six, I don't remember. Yeah, Otter was rolling at that point. Um, and then just... Our third period, we fully, to use one of Zach's sayings again, we're just going to mention him the entire time tonight, we went into park the bus mode. <laughs> they pulled the goalie, and we were like, oh, okay, the game's over. Stars only had three shots. We spent mm -hmm. the whole time in the defensive zone. They only they got two goals, and one of them was really lucky. So I guess it wasn't terrible, but, yeah, kind of kind of strange. Hey, guys, this is Ryan here. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, yes, even without any customizations, and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, and without breaking the bank. If you were to lose your Raycon earbuds, they're not as expensive as some other earbuds out there that I'm not going to name. So you don't have to feel bad about them as much when you do lose them. So they are on the cheaper side, and they're also great, great quality. Raycon's mission, however, is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there, and you know who I'm talking about. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options, and right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping as well. And here's the best thing. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how you know you're getting a really good quality product. Some of the other features on these earbuds are just absolutely incredible. I love the noise isolation because with three kids, sometimes it's just nice to escape the world for just a second and not worry about anything else that is going on. Although my wife would probably say that's not a good thing. But anyways, the other thing that I really like about these is they have custom gel tips as well. And with my ears, how they are, I have very small, tiny, itty-bitty, like, elf ears. So it's very hard for me to find, like, gel tips that actually fit well but these do and it's fantastic i love it go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn <laughs>
light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. I'm going to be paying close attention to the lines and odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars series, obviously. But I'm also looking forward to the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series as well. Canes is kind of like my second team, I'll, I'll be honest. I like them a lot. But anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into more goaltending stuff, uh, mostly with Grubauer. Um, I thought he's been good in the series, but what I want to talk about here in this game in particular tonight was the non-goaltender interference call. I haven't looked at what Seattle fans are saying about this, and I, I truly believe that this is non-biased. I, I thought it was a good, clear goal. I honestly did. Did you think there was any goalie interference on that play? I, I thought that one was totally 50-50. I mean, whenever you get, like, okay. when, it's when it's just the glove that touches it, and when he's outside the crease, oh, but he's kind of in the crease, and then, oh, he got hit before, and then he got hit after, but there was embellishment, but, there but he got reset. I don't know. It, and, and that's, we've talked about that all season, why the rule is not very clear. That's, that's definitely one of those that's right on the line. And I think when it's right on the line, you got to go with what was called on the ice. So I think it was the right decision, but as a stars fan, I'm always wary when we get a, a call, go our way. I feel like there's going to be <laughs> something really bad coming. <laughs> I had a hundred percent agree with you there. So uh, already chat is already saying what I'm thinking. Uh, Talek Lizzie, uh, Eric is also saying it. Zach is also saying it. I, I thought what kind of moved me over, because at first I was like, oh, that's a good goal. And then for a split second, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And then it was the ESPN announcers that actually mentioned that it looks like that Grubauer tried to sell it. Yeah. Like he tried yeah. to 100% sell it. And that's when I was just like, okay, this is definitely a good goal. This is, it's, it's staying. And yeah. I was... I disagree with you on the 50-50 thing. I think this was definitely a 70-30 thing, maybe even more, because just because of that fact. And Jamie Benn tried to get out of the way on top of that. He might have been had his foot in the crease for a split second, but, I mean, Grubauer held, like, basically, like, stiff-armed him, like, straight wide receiver yeah. style, stiff-armed him, and then he was like, oh, and backed over and tried to sell it. Uh and, and then and when he realized, the, and then when he realized that Jamie Benn didn't make enough contact with him, then he kind of comes out in front of the crease and tries to sell it even more and get to try and get bumped into. So I don't know. That's just what I, I felt like he was really trying to sell it. Yeah, the, the thing that I think gave it to him was the 
initial contact was Grubar pushing out with his glove. And I think that was I think that was the main thing. And then trying to draw the call. I think if he just stood there and stood still and, and then Jamie Ben hit him and it went in, I it might have gone the other way. But still, I think that's really close. Um, I just wish they would make a more consistent rule and say if you're outside the blue paint and there's instant contact, it's good. And if that's the rule, then for sure it's a goal. But that's not the way the rule's written. So, okay, we we talked a lot about defense. We talked a lot about goaltending. We really need to talk about the forwards tonight because lots of good offensive things tonight. Obviously, by several players tonight, which we'll get into. But what I loved about this game in particular, and it reminds me a lot of game five in the Minnesota series, is they came back to help out their defense a lot tonight. And especially with Hawk and Paw being out, I felt like that extra little bit of pressure from the forwards to kind of help out their defensemen to get it out of the zone, especially with the forecheck of the Seattle Kraken, was absolutely excellent tonight. Anything you saw on the defensive side from the uh, Stars forwards in tonight's game? Yeah, I, I agree with what you said, them helping with the with getting out of the, the Kraken's forecheck. And, and we've been doing that since game two. And I feel like the Kraken's forecheck is, is not really as strong until we stop skating. Once we stop skating, then they get stuff going. But in game one, it was all Kraken on top of us the entire time. Since then, we've really found a way to break out of it pretty easily, I feel like. There have still been times when we've turned over the puck, but what and, and it happened again tonight. I felt like we were turning the puck over at times, but what I noticed is that when we did turn the puck over, whether it was a defenseman or a forward, there there actually was a puck battle after that turnover, and Dallas was winning more of those puck battles off of those turnovers. Absolutely I felt like agreed. so. Yeah. In game one, those puck battles weren't happening. Seattle was just so fast that they were getting to the puck. It was going up to the point, and they were cycling more in the in the Stars' defensive zone more. So that's what I'm liking from the forwards defensively. Okay. And then, anyways, let's talk about offensively tonight because there are several players that we need to mention tonight. Uh, I mean, just pick one, Chris. Who, who do you want to start Domi with? Max Domi earned at least 500 k okay. on his next contract with <laughs> – Tonight's performance alone. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> what, what, what do you finish with? Two goals, one assist, three-point night, plus two. 60% face-off percentage, too, which he sucked at with Chicago. So, yeah, Domi was absolutely fantastic all over the ice. He should have had three more assists, honestly. So th- that that Domi, that Domi line was very good. Really sucked that Marchment went out because they've been playing very good recently. And, again, it just seems like we can't – we're not allowed to have a really good, nice second line of Sagan, yeah. Marchman, and Domi. It's just not allowed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. So hopefully Marchman comes back and he's going to be okay. But I'm not as worried about losing him as I would be if it was Miro, obviously, for really obvious reasons. Um, who's another player that you noticed tonight you want to talk about? Uh, Jamie Ben. Yep. He was fantastic all night long, especially on the power play. He was very good. Um, and, and he goes out for a little bit in the second period. The first shift he comes back, he assists on the, on the goal. So yeah, he, he was fantastic. Very physical tonight too. Doing Jamie Ben stuff, pissing guys off. Loved it. 
I like seeing Robe Hens kind of hack off some of the uh, Seattle Kraken players. That was fun, especially right. after the uh, especially after the goal was called a goal, Domi's first goal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and just a side note: How the heck does Grubar not get a slashing penalty on that? You can't take a goalie stick to the other okay, team's hence, best forward. Hence, hence did kind of slash at Grubar. He was club. going for the puck at least. It I was mean, the other one is covered. egregious. Come on, the other Chris. one is egregious. <laughs> it was it, it was fun. A goalie stick and a hollow piece of fiberglass. Two very different things. I think another player that we uh, we need to talk about is uh, is Ruddock Foxa. I thought he was, especially in the first period, he was one of the Stars' best players. He semi gets a assist on that first goal because, I mean, he do, he do, he does set up the power play, which kind of leads to the goal. Yeah, I I think he uncharacteristically had some defensive miscues tonight, actually, but. Yeah, he he did he did good in other places, especially drawing that penalty, like you said. And I want to get into the most polarizing figure that I never thought would be a polarizing figure in the playoffs, Jason Robertson. Here's my take on his game tonight. I think he at least is starting to make himself visible on the ice, if that makes any sense. He he's been invisible almost the entire playoffs. First, we thought it was Minnesota really negating his game, and it was just 100% the opposite of how Robertson plays. But we've seen in this series that Seattle plays a little bit differently than the way that Minnesota does, and he still hasn't kind of stepped up to the plate and gone for the RBI to make a baseball term. He's, he's had plenty of hits. He's had plenty of hits, but no RBIs. He had probably about four or five chances tonight that just either there was a really big save by Grubauer or the the very first chance of the night for Robertson when he's gifted with a beautiful, uncharacteristic turnover by Alexiak and he misses the net. I yelled at the top of my lungs when that happened because the game at that point was 0-0. And I'm like, here is your best player in the regular season. He is snake bit. He has not been playing well. He gets gifted with an amazing turnover like that, and he doesn't even put it on the net. And some people are like, oh, well, that's okay. He's aiming for the corner. Put it on the freaking net, man. Like, come on, make him make a save. Yeah, the big thing I'm uh, I'm convinced of right now is that he's just gripping his stick too tight. I mean, he's he, he knows that he hasn't scored in four, now five games, I think. I mean, he knows that. He, he's the one who likes scoring the goals. So he just needs to chill out and not worry about it. Maybe get one to bounce off his butt and go in, something like that, because he, he's trying too hard, is my opinion, as of now. But he, he definitely looked better with Pavelski on his line. He looked more comfortable. It looked like their cycle game was a little bit more smooth with him rather than with Sagan. Sagan a little bit more throwing his weight around. Um, so I, it'll come. He's just got to... He's got to chill out. I agree, hundred percent. Easier said than done. Yeah, they, they, very true. We are not in his <laughs> in his uh, shoes whatsoever. We do not make seven and a, and three quarter or seven one quarter million dollars, whatever it is. And we also did not score a hundred points in the regular season. <laughs> so, 
And I would also never go up to his face and be like, hey, just just calm down, man. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> loves to hear that. Comment it. Yeah, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, do that to uh, Robertson. It, eventually, it's going to happen, I feel like, Chris. And uh, yeah, I, I just felt like go here, here's here's basically what I'm I'm thinking at. I thought tonight was a very good step in the right direction for him. And thankfully right now, we're not at him being off is not costing us games. I feel like other players are stepping up to the plate. Domi did it tonight. Sagan has done it. Otter has done it. Pavelski has really done it. Hintz has done it. He hasn't had to step up yet. Eventually, I think we're going to need him to. But while he's trying to figure it out, it's at least a step in the right direction. Hundred percent agreed. Okay, good. All right. Any anything else that? Uh, oh, okay. I need to mention the special teams tonight. We we talked about this at the beginning of the series. If the stars are going to win this series, they got to take advantage on the special teams. And what they did tonight was exactly that. They have not been very good on the power play in this series, and I think that has a lot to do with how Seattle is playing on their penalty kill with maybe a little bit of inconsistency inconsistency if i can talk from the stars power play but tonight they go 2 for 3 or 2 for 4 something like two that for three. 2 for 3 so 67% which is exactly what you want and then their penalty kill they were barely on the penalty kill tonight and especially with Delandria and Hawkenpaw out that's exactly what you need to do <laughs> don't take stupid well, penalties and they, they they did take one stupid penalty. Jamie Bidley a, game over the over the glass. Well, and Lin, the Lindell penalty was really stupid. That was an easy call. I could have called that. Well, it, well, and the the Ben one was at a crucial time too. I mean, the Kraken were swarming then, and it's just the easiest kill. I mean, it was no problem. So, really good penalty killing by the Stars. And that, again, that was without Hawkinpaw. So love that from the Stars. And I know again they didn't score on the first power play. Or did they score in the first power play? Uh, they. I don't think they did. Sorry, I missed the first. No, half. no, no, they didn't. No, they didn't score in the first power play. No, because they because um, Ben didn't score until two forty seven of Correct. the first period. So, I thought that that first power play was very good. I really thought it was good. I just thought Grubauer was up to the test, and they got some momentum, which is exactly what you do. So. What are you laughing at? Are you laughing at Chris at Zach's comments? Yep. <laughs> the refs in the previous series would have called that, and we paid them. Of course we did. Always. Um, okay. Anything else tonight, Chris, before we wrap it up? Biggest winner, biggest loser? Uh I'll give I'll give a surprise biggest winner. Um, okay, this will be interesting. Yoel Kiviranta. Sauce yeah! back in the lineup again out of nowhere. And once again. An assist in his first game back into the lineup. I mean, <laughs> every time you put him in, he does he does something. So mm -hmm. he, he had a very good night too. Uh, played played good on the short on the penalty kill. Um, short hand again, just right. comes into the series completely ice cold. Plays very well, solid game. So love that. Joel Hanley as well. I I liked Joel Hanley's game tonight too. He was again, he he is the perfect seventh defenseman. He is he was absolutely also protected a little bit more tonight. Well, who cares? All you need yeah, is somebody I to agree. go in there and and take half of Hawkinpaw's minutes because Miro will do the other half. <laughs> That's all you need, <laughs> That's right? That's what we did. <laughs> okay, and, and it worked. Okay. Um, who's your biggest loser for tonight? Biggest loser. 
It's kind of a hard one because I thought both teams at times had a, had good games. I'll give it to Grubauer. Sub 800 save percentage. Got pulled. Eh. Okay. Yeah, it's a big saves too, but there were some other ones that he could have stopped. I want to give it to Miro Heiskanen, but we kind of expect it at this point. From, yeah, whatever. <laughs> from 30 minutes a night. This is boring now. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's not like he's important or we saw his importance in game three. He didn't even play in game three and we let in seven goals. Well, whatever. But I'll I'll give it to Max Domi because he 100% de- deserved it tonight. And it was nice to see him get that empty net goal because yep, deserved that. there was nobody else in the game tonight that I thought deserved it more than him. Yeah. So your he'll precious, be my biggest winner. Your precious advanced analytics agree with your biggest winner pick as well. He had the <laughs> highest expected goals. As for the biggest loser, I'm going to give it to the Seattle media. Because did you see who they... And I already knew about this. I know the chat's talking about it. But I already knew this. Did you see who they put as the number one star in tonight's game? I did not. Jaden Swartz, like I, I get it, he scored two goals, but your team lost six to three. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. guys! Like, seriously, come on. That's pretty rough. I was like, should have gave it to Jones. Yeah, at least, goal. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so um, whatever. Okay, um, to end tonight, I want to talk about Game Five for a little bit and what we should expect to see. If Marchment is hurt and he's not able to get into game five, what would you like to see the forward lines look like? Who do you move up to that second line? Do you move up Delandria if he's if he's even in the game, or do you move up Foxa or somebody if, else? If Delandria's in, I put Delandria up there for sure. I just don't think he will be. I mean, if he was sick enough to be out of this game, Playoff that's game. not good. Yeah. And I don't want him anywhere near any of the other, any of the other guys to get them sick too. Um, so pro- probably Foxa and Delhi's still scratched. Um, but I, I also saw some people talking about pulling someone up from AHL. Um, but I think Olafson has been with the team the whole time. I think you just put him in and, and just see what happens. I don't think you change up too much. You, you you avoid changing as much as possible. I think we should expect a call-up somewhere, somehow, because... Yeah. I mean, Marchman, if he's hurt, if Delandria is not able to go, I mean, they've got Niels Lundqvist. I don't know if you want to go 11-7 and dress him, but he hasn't played in like three months, so I don't think that's a good idea. So, I I mean, some people were talking about it earlier in chat, but Riley Tufty, what do you think? I mean, I like the idea just because he's he's big. He's big. You know, more meat in the playoffs is better, but... I just, I don't, I don't think you want to try anything too much right now. I mean, you just put Olsen in. He's been with the guys. He's he's got the he's got the vibe and everything right now. So, I I, I wouldn't push too hard unless Olsen falls flat. But there absolutely will be someone called up. I just don't think that they'll play. There's going to be a lot of questions for the Dallas Stars going into Game Five because with Hawkapaw out, with Marchman being hurt, with Delandria being sick. Uh, I mean, there, there's all sorts of things that are going to go into question, and I'm, I'm sure they're probably talking about it tonight in tonight's uh, post-game conferences and stuff like that. But we'll see how that goes. That, that's going to be really interesting to see what the Stars kind of go with in Game 5. I mean, this series is wide open again, and I like Dallas's chances because we've shown against the Wild that we can do it. 
but the Seattle team is a lot more resilient than the Minnesota Wild were. Yep. But we got home ice. We got momentum rolling into home ice. It's time to do what we did last series. Let's get going. All right. Please go and check out StochasticRemarks.com for all the latest news with our podcast and all the latest stuff going on with us. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook and Raycon once again for being our sponsors. Use that, use that promo code THPN. Words are hard for me. I cannot talk. <clears throat> and as always, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, Chris, take us out. That's six down, ten to go. GG, boys.